Father, right now in the name of Jesus, speak to us by your Spirit. Speak to us through the Word of God. And we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. In Psalms 118 in verse 6, it says that the Lord is on our side. He is on our side. Therefore, I will not fear. Not fearing and yielding to fear is a decision of your will. Because the Lord is on your side, you do not have to fear. He said, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Amen. And then in Romans 8, 31, it says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can successfully be against us? We could say it this way. Since God is on my side and since God is for me, No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Nothing shall be able to successfully take me down because the Lord is on my side. Amen. Now last week we looked and we studied this quite a bit. And we discovered this, that he is absolutely for the good things in your life. We could say it this way. He is for the good things that belong to you in Christ Jesus. You know, He's for your health. He's for your strength. He's for your debt freedom. He is for your children. Some of you may not believe this or not, but He is for your nation. No matter what it may look like or feel like, He is for us. He is not finished with the United States of America. Most of the money on the mission field today comes from the good old USA. He is for us. He's for your health. He proved that by sending Jesus. And when Jesus went about and he did good, and he healed all that were oppressed of the devil, he was... A example of the will of God in the earth for his father sent him to do good. He's for good things. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. Say it with me. Everything that's good for me, he is for. That is why he said, oh, taste And see that the Lord is good. Somebody says, how how do I taste and see that the Lord is good? This book right here. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. Will enable you to taste of the powers of the world to come. Once you get a taste of this, you'll no longer need a taste of the world. Once you get a taste of heaven here on earth. Oh, hallelujah. What this earth has to offer you has no account. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, man, he's good. I wish you could have been with me at breakfast yesterday. You ever tasted something that's really good? And you just wish you could share it with the whole world? 
Man, I had me a breakfast yesterday. Have you ever got hungry for ham? I got up in the morning and I went and got me a nice, great, big, thick cut of breakfast ham. And I said, honey, we're going to have eggs. And she pulled the grits out. Oh, no, she didn't. (laughs) She pulled the grits out. I had me two slices of Ezekiel bread smothered with olive oil from Greece. I thought I was getting born again again. And I'm sitting there at the table, and I go, oh, mm, ah, ooh, wow. I mean, the taste buds are uh, flowing. But it's even as good as that was, it cannot touch how good the Lord is. Come on, somebody, help me out. Have you gotten a hold of some good word that you just could not wait? Oh, man. Taste this. Woo! Woo! You got filled with the Holy Ghost, and you just wanted everyone in the whole company to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Just taste this. You got hold of the anointing. The anointing just healed you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You found out that Jesus was your Redeemer. Man, don't you want the world to taste what you've got? Hallelujah. Tasting of the Lord and of His goodness on a regular basis will nourish you up in the words of faith. Feeding on manna from heaven will strengthen you for your race. Accessing His grace by your faith will put you at an advantage above the things of this life. It'll cause you to soar like an eagle eagle above the storm and above the strife. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so he's for us. He ain't again us. And there's nothing that will ever separate you from him being for you. Listen, he was for me before I got born again. He was for me when I was against him. I experienced something in 1968 that I can't hardly explain to you. But in 1968, long before that I was born again, in my rebellious years, I was in an automobile with four of my friends. The driver was drunk. He was mad at his girlfriend. There were two in the back seat. I was in the death seat on the right-hand side in a Corvair convertible. He was going through stop signs at the pace of 85 miles an hour. On the last stop sign that he tried to go through, we were going this way and another car was coming this way. He swerved over. We went through a building at about 80 to 85 miles an hour. The man across the street that was working on the automobiles in the middle of the night called the police and said, I think a small aircraft just went through this building. I cannot explain to you the feeling that I experienced as I was going through that building. It was as if time completely stopped. And it was as if I was in complete slow 
motion. And I'm telling you, the car went upside down. And three out of the four walked away from that car with hardly a bruise on our bodies. It was him being for me when I was against him. He must have had some angels in that building or in that car just pushing the brick and the mortar and the glass and the steel and all that out of the way. Why? Because the hand of the Lord was upon me. Now, God is for your rebellious relatives, even though they are against Him. So don't lower yourself to fear and to worry and to wondering what's going to happen to them. Stand in faith, stand in authority, believe God. And release the angels all around about them. And I believe that God will bring them to a place of safety. Oh, thank you, Lord. Say nothing will ever stop him from being for me. Now, he's not for the things that we do that are unscriptural. He's not for the decisions that we made that were stupid. But he is for us on, the, on our side, ever willing to bring us to a place of safety. Now look at Exodus 23, verse 20 through 22. Exodus 23, verse 20 through 22 says, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary <laughs> unto thy adversaries. Oh, hallelujah. Do you want him to be an enemy to your enemies? Do you believe that he's an adversary to your adversaries? Thank you, Lord. Now, as I said last week, and we're about to embark into some new territory now, but I'm going to make this statement, and I'm going to leave it at that. Make sure that you're on the right side of what he's for. Don't embrace what he's against. Somebody says, how am I going to know what he's for? The Word. You'll see in the Word exactly what he is for. So if anything or anyone is against what he is for, I refuse to align myself with it. I will only align myself with biblical principles. I will only align myself with people that are going God's way. Amen? So let's leave that as it may be. Amen? Now this morning, here's what I had in my spirit. For the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about a very important area. You know, he's for us in so many ways. You've got to narrow it down to one or maybe two. Otherwise, you could preach for, you know, all day. And uh, 
by the looks of things, I don't have all day. So let's single out on one major one and let's camp out. Let's look at Psalms 91. I'm just fooling with you. Now, Psalms 91 is the Psalms of the dwelling place of the Most High. In Psalms 91.1, he says, When we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we are going to literally abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. This secret place is a place where the enemy cannot access. This secret place of the Most High is our dwelling place. Just like Brenda and I dwell in Union City, just like you dwell in San Leandro, you dwell in Hayward, you dwell in Castro Valley, you dwell in Martinez or Tracy, you dwell in Oakland, so we are to dwell in this secret place of the Most High. And when we get into this secret place of the Most High, we are to begin to declare some things or say some things. Say, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God and in Him I am going to trust. Oh, hallelujah. And so the whole context of Psalms 91 is because you've made the Lord your habitation, even the Most High your dwelling place, As a result, Jamar, no evil shall befall you. No accident shall be able to overtake you because he's given his angels charge over you. And here's what they do. They will keep you in all of your ways. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord instructed me to tell the Wednesday night crowd this. Do not draw away from him in this day, in this hour but rather draw nigh unto Him. This is not a time to go your own way. This is a time to run to Him and go His way. In a time of trouble, don't run from Him. Run to Him. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I've missed it. I've done wrong. You may have, and that may be a truth. But the greater truth is this. If you repent, He'll forgive you, He'll restore you, and He will receive you with open arms. He will not close the secret place from you just because you have temporarily fallen from grace. There's so much here. And so in verse 14 through verse 16, here's what I want us to look at. Because... We have set our love upon Him. Now the way that we set our love upon Him is we find out His commandments and we keep them and we do them. Loving Him is more than lip service. Loving Him is acting on His commandments. Amen? And when you do love Him, you can bank on this, that all things will work together for your good because you do love Him. Now, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Notice all these I wills here. I will set him on high because he's known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him. This is God being for you. He won't be with you in trouble just to make sure that you're okay as you go down the drain. No, he said, I will deliver him. And I will honor him. Oh, when you've faced trouble and you didn't give up 
but you held fast to your trust. You held on to the secret place of the Most High and deliverance came into your life. It honors God. And Him setting you free from the snares of the fowler is Him honoring you. He will honor you if you will honor Him. Now say this with me. He is with me. He is for me. He is on my side. Even when all hell breaks loose. Now David faced a lot of trouble. You know about David, right? David was severely persecuted. Some of the trouble that David experienced was brought on by himself. But you know what David did? He turned. He repented. But there were a lot of situations and circumstances that David faced. Psalms 3 is written when he was running from his son Absalom. Absalom was trying to take over the throne. And in verse 1 he said, Lord... How are they increased that trouble me? Now that's not the kind of increase you want. Many there be which say of my soul. There may have been that have said of you growing up. There's no help for him in God. Ah, no, no. She's not going to be able to make it. Many are they which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But notice what David's response was, but thou, O Lord, you are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. You are my strong defense. You are my strong tower. You are my fortress. You are my shield. And when you get in to that place of safety, He will lift up your head. One translation says, But you, eternal one, wrap around me like an impenetrable shield. Oh, hallelujah. This word refuge literally means high tower. High tower. In those days, in their villages, when the enemy would come against their village, they would have a tower in the center of the village And the whole village would run into the tower. And they would climb to the very top of the tower and they would slam the door shut. And so when the enemy would come to attack them, they couldn't get into the tower because it was shut very securely. And so they're at the top of the tower looking down on the enemy. The Bible says that you've been raised up together. And made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He said you are the head and not the tail. That you are above only and you shall not be what? Beneath. Beneath. Now here's one thing about the devil and your enemies. They are extremely stupido. (laughs) They're very stupid. And the enemy... Walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And one of the main weapons that he uses is the power of suggestion or the power of reasoning or the power of looking at what's going on down here. And so the enemy's at the bottom of the tower and he's saying, Hey, you, big shot up there, you got bills down here. 
you just got three more. Why don't you come down and let's take a look at how deep in debt and how poor you are. He's a liar. Or how about this one? Hey, you, woo-hoo, up there. Remember this doctor's report? You just got another one and it's not getting any better. Come on down. Let's reason this out. Let's talk about this. He wants to bring you down so that he can bring you down. But we have the answer for him bringing us down. And the answer is we are to cast down every imagination. We are to cast down and slap down every thought contrary to the thoughts of God's word. Amen? Hallelujah. And you do this with the weapons of your warfare. So get in the tower and stay in the tower. In Psalm 27, in verse 5, it says this, For in the time of trouble... He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He's going to set me upon a rock. What this is saying is house is your shelter and it is your secret retreat. He says it is there that I find peace in the midst of the storm and in the midst of turmoil. His dwelling place is your retreat. How many of you have a place that you can retreat to, to where you're not going to be bothered? Amen? You can geographically retreat to Hawaii, but yet not be on retreat if you allow yourself to be distracted by the dings and the dongs and the tweeters and the tweets. Yeah, I know, I've done it. Oh! Look at this. Somebody's doing this. Somebody's going through that. Oh, the offering was 2000 and it needed to be 30 <laughs> Bringing them down. Oh, this is happening. No, you've got to shut off the distractions if you're going to really retreat. And in this secret place of the Most High, you've got to have a place where you can bathe in His presence. Where you can bathe in his word and not allow yourself to be distracted. How many times have we gotten into the word and you just sat down to get into the word and then all of a sudden you're bombarded with grocery lists? You're bombarded with phone calls? You're bombarded with all the things you've got to do this week? I'm telling you, folks, there are some things that got to be shut down in our lives. Otherwise, those things will shut us down. And I know that's a strong word. But there are things of this world, distractions of this age, that are not designed to bless you. They're designed to bring you down. Look at your neighbor and say, not me though. Now look what the result is in verse 6 of this tabernacle, this secret place. In verse 6 he says, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. Round about me. Therefore, I'm going to offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I'm going to sing. Yeah, I'm going to sing praises unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Now look at the message translation real quick of this. I want you to read this. Look at the message translation. Ready, read. Ready, read. Mark, you read. Here's what it says. Here's what it says. God holds me head and shoulders above all who try to pull me down. Woo! That's shouting ground. Now notice, I am headed for his place to offer anthems that will raise the roof. He said, here's what I'm doing already. I'm singing God songs and I'm making music to God. Now shall your head be lifted up above your enemies. Psalm 32, 7 says, He is your hiding place. And He will preserve you from trouble. He'll, he'll preserve you and keep you from poor man troubles. He said in Psalm 37, and uh, actually Psalms 34, 6, He says, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him. Out of all his troubles. So here's what we've seen this morning. We've seen that he's with us in trouble. As our shield. As our refuge. As our high tower. But not only is he with us. To protect us. But he's also with you to strengthen you. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Let's let's do a Mark Hankins. Let's go ha ha ha. Okay, let's start on this side. Ha, ha, ha. Ah. This side. Ah. This section. Ah. This section. Ah. All together now. One, two, three. Ah. <laughs> That's right. Ha, ha. Not going to steal this service, devil. Ha, ha, ha. Can't touch this. Sometimes you need to take an interlude before you get to the prelude. I don't even know what a prelude is. What is it? What comes before. Yeah, that was good, right? What did I say? Sometimes you have to take an interlude. Before you go to the prelude. So it's interlude time. Everyone go ha ha three more times. <laughs> All right now. We got a few more places to go yet. We got a few more places to go yet. Are you ready to go? Now I would understand if I was preaching, you know, a hundred minutes, I could understand. But, you know, I normally preach 35 or 40, and that isn't too much. Amen? So let's get in faith. Let's believe God together. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So this secret place is not just a place to hide out and hang out and to be protected, but it's also a place for you to be strengthened. Anybody ever just been weary before? Weary of this and weary of that. I mean, sometimes you just get flat weary of people. You look in the mirror and you say, man, I'm weary of myself. 
I mean, if one more person comes up to me and says something negative, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, you can be wearied out simply by being fatigued in life. And that's why he's given us this secret place. And in this secret place, he will strengthen you with all might. In Psalms, it says this, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in a time of trouble. Oh, I don't know how many times I've been fatigued and weakened by looking at the wrong things. And the Lord has checked me and the Lord has corrected me. It's in son, get your eyes off of that. Stop focusing on this. Stop focusing on that and start focusing on me. For as you focus on me and fix your attention on me, I will elevate you and I will strengthen you and I will cause you to rise up like an eagle and soar in this life. Hallelujah. You see, being focused is to be fixed on Christ's unlimited supply every day. Strengthened us. Strength for the last days. Come on, guys. Strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Strengthened with Holy Ghost might. We've run to the Tower of Power, not the Blues Group. And we wait upon the Lord. Look at Psalm 46.1. Oh, come on, guys. Psalm 46.1 says this. God is our refuge. That's the high tower. But not just a refuge. He's your strength. Whoa, hallelujah. He is a very present help in a time of trouble. Therefore, verse 2 and 3. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Verse 3, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, we will not fear. Say with me, you are my refuge and you are my strength. So we are called to call upon him in your day of trouble. He said, in my day of trouble, I will call upon you and you will answer me. You'll discover that over and over again in Psalms 107, in the middle of their distress, they cried out to the Lord. And he answered them and delivered them from their distresses. As a matter of fact, I want you to look at verses 17 through 20. Notice this verse here. Fools, because of their transgression or because of their sins... Are afflicted. In other words, they've opened the door to affliction. Verse 18. Their soul abhors all manner of meat. They draw near to the gates of death. Verse 19. Then they cry unto the Lord. You know, I believe one of the greatest cries you can cry unto the Lord is, Help me, Lord. Jesus, help! I like how Donnie Moore prays before he preaches. You'll see him tonight. He said, let's pray over the word. And he'll just cry out, help! And then he'll get into the word. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. They don't wait till they're through the trouble. But in the midst of trouble, they cry unto the Lord. And what does he do? What does he do? He saves them out of their distresses. But now notice verse 20. Not only does he save them, but he sends his word and heals them. And delivers them from their destructions. So I would no, by no means call anyone a fool in this place today. But we've all done foolish things. 
We've all opened the door for the affliction. But when we cry to the Lord, He saves us and delivers us from debt. Delivers us from emotional turmoil. Delivers us from sickness and disease. From our destructions. So I want to encourage you to cry out to Him in a time of trouble. Now there are two major things that you can do. A big key to overcome in trouble is to simply get the joy bells flowing. Jesus said, in the world you're going to have some trouble, but here's the truth. Be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. I've written in my notes, it's not very inspirational, but here it is. Get happy, the Lord is for you. Let me do it once again with a little bit more spizzerinctum. Get happy. The Lord is for you. Here's what the psalmist said. But I will sing of your power. I will sing a lot of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and you are my refuge in the day of trouble. So I want to leave you with two things this morning. Two ways that you can deal with trouble in a very practical way. Are you ready? Now, how you listen will determine on how long this takes. Look at Proverbs 21 and verse 23. Here's a couple practical ways that you can deal with trouble. Proverbs 31, verse 21, verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue... I mean, sometimes trouble just comes because the troublemaker's after us, right? Other times trouble comes just because the devil hates us. But there are many times that trouble comes our way because of our foolishness and because of our foolish, unscriptural unscriptural talk. If you want trouble in your soul, hook this tongue up with your flesh. Hook this unruly tongue up with the way you feel. I'm just so tired. I just can't seem to get my eyes open. I I, I just feel so down all the time. I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. You see, you've got to push through that. And say what God says in spite of what your flesh wants to say. Now, in therein, that's where the resistance is. You've got to, how can I say this, Lord? You must identify the resistant points, resistance points in your life. All of us have them. The resistance points for some is how they feel emotionally. I don't think I can make it. I feel so down. I'm just so depressed. I'm just, I'm out of it. Now, the depression... And the emotions may be screaming. Are you here? And we do not deny the fact that they exist. Come on. We don't want to try to be super faith and all that stuff. We do not deny the fact that it does exist and that's the way that we feel. But what we want to do is take it to another level and plow through the resistance by resisting it with faith-filled words. 
And by declaring, you know what? In spite of this, the joy of the Lord is my strength. In spite of this, He are the glory and the lifter up my head. In spite of this debt, my God supplies all my need. According to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's probably one of the biggest resistance points that I face in my life is the fact of debt. I'm talking about the church. And my flesh in the natural realm gets fatigued and weary and tired out of that debt. And the Lord has instructed me, Mark, you've got to resist that resistance. Because talking about it and cowering to it will only cause your spirit to be depleted of strength. And so the Lord has given me some handles. And usually the biggest time the resistance comes is on Monday mornings. And on Tuesday afternoons, late. And so what I've got to do is I've got to pull myself up by my bootstraps. And say, you know what? You're in the Lord's armor. You are not a wimp. You are a warrior. Now you say what the word says, no matter what the circumstance says. You declare that you are debt free. You declare that he supplies your need. You say what God said, no matter what your flesh may be crying out to say. That's part of fighting the good fight of faith. God never told you to fight your symptoms. He never told you to fight lack. You fight the good fight of faith by putting up your spiritual dukes and knowing what the word says and target that turkey with the sword of the spirit every day of your life. Resistance points in your life. You've got to gird up the loins of your mind. And say only what God says. And do only what God would have you to do. Are you listening to me? How many of you have identified what your resistance points are? You know what they are? You know where the enemy has come and attacked you in the past? Well, understand this. That he will attack you again and again and again and again and again in those same areas. That's why we've got to come back again and again and again and again. With the word of the living God. With our covenant keeping God. And covenant keeping promises. And take that sword and just whoop his you know what. Come on somebody. We don't live by look like. We don't live by feel like. We live by the word of God. If you want to keep this clear, you want to keep this out of fear, then set your focus on other things other than what you see down here. Amen. And then lastly... This is a good one. It'll help you. In Proverbs 11 and verse 29. It says, he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. You know what that means, don't you? In other words, he who mismanages his own house will inherit absolutely nothing. So here's what you want to do. You want to be a good steward over what God has entrusted you with. I'm a good steward over Brenda. 
God has entrusted me with the wife of my youth. She's very satisfying to me in many areas. But in order for me to manage my household well and to not bring trouble into my own house, I must love her as Christ loves the church. And she must respect me as a man of God. And she does. But listen, you can bring trouble into your own house by mismanaging your finances. You can bring trouble into your own house by bringing the wrong kind of media into it. Now understand this. You have kids. You have grandchildren. What you sow as a seed and what you allow as a seed in your home can grow and develop and build a very, very bad thing. So don't bring trouble on yourself in your household by opening up the door for the enemy. Now, how many of you have ever had somebody that just really, really troubled you? We're on to another point. I mean, they troubled you to the point where you wanted to trouble them. Huh? I mean, give them a left upper hook and a right hook and pray for their healing later. Anybody been there? Come on, Raider Nation, help me out a little bit. Ingrid, we've worked with Ingrid for many, many years. And she says, you know, I'm about to go Oakland on them right now. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure what that means, but I don't want to find out. (laughs) No, we've all had our flesh pushed to the point where we, ooh, shalababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababab
for your trouble. (laughs) And I hear the word of the Lord saying, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Instead of confusion, you shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be yours. I'm telling you, if you'll get in the secret place of the Most High and you speak right words and let the Lord strengthen you and forgive those who've troubled you, God will see to it that He restores and makes it better than before in your life. Everyone shout restoration. Restoration is not only double in quantity, but it can be double in quality. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Let's, let's raise up our hands and let's thank Him that He is on our side. Let's thank Him that He is for us. That He ain't against us. And He's working on your behalf right now. Oh, come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost a moment. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> Double joy. Double strength. Restoration. Restore. Restore. Oh, pasine nebo rata baha. Ha ha ha. You know, whatever you're pressing through, it's worth the press. Whatever pressures come in your way, just exercise bulldog faith and just press right through it. It is well worth the fight because God is on your side. It is well worth you pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, when I look at all these backpacks and I look at all the people being saved and I look at all that's happening around the world, it's worth staying here. I'm not going to resign. That's good news for you. I'm not going to quit. But at age 65, I'm going to fight more than I've ever fought. And I need some fighters to join me. I need some people to speak the word along with me. I need more contributors and less consumers. Let's sing something. Hold your hand over your heart. Let me pray with you as we go our way this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would strengthen each and every one of us with might by the Holy Ghost in the inner man. Hallelujah. I know there's more in this service that needs to take place, but I'm so bound by time. I just dislike it so much. But that's all right for now. It's a season that could be changing very soon.